How goes it, kids and heroes? I want to welcome everyone to the premiere episode of the FewerCast, a film effect weekly entertainment review podcast. My name is Ed, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts and main compadres. They are Sean, Corey, and Justin. Howdy. What's up? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. <laughs> Thanks a million for being here today, guys. Now again, what this is, is a weekly podcast where we all get together and talk all about the week in entertainment. The way we do it is through four different categories that pertain to news and gossip, recommendations, coming attractions, and cancellations. It's basically an open forum and fun way for us to interact and talk about stuff that isn't centered around one film like we do each and every week on the main show. All that being said, shall we jump into things? Yeah, man. All right, let's kick it off with The Drip, news and gossip. Rest in peace, Ivan Reitman. I wanted to kick things off just to acknowledge that. The other night when the news dropped, I was just literally floored because, like, I, I feel like he was just around doing publicity with his son for Ghostbusters and, like, looked like he was in good spirits and everything and just, you never know, you know? Well, I mean, you know, he was, what was it? Did, did they announce cause of death? I didn't, I didn't catch it. I haven't heard that. I just, other than he died in his sleep, that's the only detail I've seen so far. The, literally, exactly. That's the last thing I read. I just tried to look it up to see if there's any more information, but no, it just says that he died in his sleep on February 12th at the age of 75. So, I mean, he wasn't sick. That, that we know, at least. I mean, autopsy, autopsy will tell us differently in a few weeks, but, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a tough blow, you know, and I felt like... Uh, you know, when people pass away, like like, you know, um, like actors and, and filmmakers and stuff like that, and like, you know, I never knew them personally, and I feel like I had this argument or, or, or conversation a lot, but I'm just going to have it again, because why not? The, like, it's always like, we never knew them personally. It's like, I know, but in a way, they touched me personally. I grew up on this man's work, you know? This man was an artist, and his work touched me. So in a way, I feel like there was a part of him that was a part of me. It connected with me. So in, in a way, like, you know, it, it does suck. And, and it, especially, you know, it's not just Ivan Reitman. I'm talking about other big stars and filmmakers throughout the years that have passed on us. And it's been a tough blow, you know, and people have always been quick to be always, I don't know, I don't know if it's a, them being an asshole or just them being serious and asking like well, but I mean, so... different people are going to react different ways to certain things yeah, I mean right you know let's face it when Tom Brady passes people are going to be you know diehard sports fans are going to be shook up look at what happened when you know when when Earnhardt totaled his car you know during you know on the job man to, you know look at look at Kobe two years ago Right. That was I mean, so. that was huge. Like I yeah, never expected. Was... Like you would ex- you would have thought fucking Michael Jordan himself died, and I mean I'm not gonna get into this. I'm not gonna turn this into a whole Jordan versus Bryant debate. But I'm just saying, like it was a massive thing. Like 
the event that they had for his funeral. I believe it was it was uh, for the open to the public because it was at the Staples Center in L.A. I remember that, and it was a big deal, a big event. You know, I mean, my brother's favorite athlete, athlete Andrew, his was is Kobe, and he legit had tears. You know, it touched him like that. That prime example right there. So yeah, and plus part yeah. with Ivan Reitman, like I mean, he was seventy some years old, like. I'm, you know, it, it's 75. like, it's a, it's a bummer, but he lived a, a long, good life. It sounds like, so, uh, you know, I'm not too broken up in that regard, but like, and looking at his filmography, there's really only three movies that I'm a fan of, but they all came out. at such like a pivotal time of my like childhood that I, I feel like, you know, Ivan Reitman is this big figure, but it's really just, like I said, based on three flicks. But, you know, they had that profound of an effect on it's meatball stripes and Ghostbusters. I was I was literally I was going to I was going to ask and those were the three I was going to pull. You weren't a guess you weren't a big twins fan. huh? Not a big twins fan. Not a big kindergarten cop fan. I love them two films. Junior. I've never seen Junior. Yeah, I've never seen Junior. You know, wait, say that again. I've never seen twins start to finish. So I can't speak to that. Whoa. It's one of those weird blind spot movies in mind. Like Kindergarten Cop, I've seen. That's, that's you know, whatever. It's a fine movie. Dave Jr., I've never seen. Like anything beyond Kindergarten Cop, actually, I don't think I've ever seen. Anything that he directed. If you guys want to see a baby Arnie. Six, six days, seven nights, never touched yeah, No, him. no, I skipped that one. Um, Yeah, it, it, it sucked. I mean, I think I posted on, you know, Twitter that this one hurts, and it did. You know, I, I thought about it for a couple of days, and... uh you know, I just wanted to acknowledge it and, and, and mention it. And um, I don't know. What's everyone's favorite? Let's go around, uh, around Robin. What's everyone's favorite Ivor Reitman movie? I want to go last because I, I, I really don't. I never really thought about that. Uh, mine's Ghostbusters. I mean, obvious answer. But I mean, that movie was just a fucking killer when it came out. Like, you know, one that like as a kid, I just would go back to the theater and like anybody I could that I'd run into who hadn't seen it. I'm like, let's go. We got, we got to go see this movie. You know, it was just that big. Uh, Justin. I mean, uh, Sean striped. I figured Corey, uh, ghostbusters for me. I mean, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Probably my favorite comedy. So, but I mean, I'm a fan of a lot of his movies. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big loss. It's tough for me. Uh, it's it's like a three way tie. I don't know which one to pick: Stripes, Ghostbusters, and Twins. Like I'm a big, big Twins fan. Uh, I actually do put it up there with Ghostbusters and Stripes. Crazy meatballs enough. didn't meatballs didn't make the cut, huh? Um, Sean, brother, I've never been the biggest meatballs fan. Oddly no. enough, meatballs isn't great, but it just came out at, like you know when I was a kid, like a little kid. So it just like it hits a different way. But watching it now, it's not a very good. No, it's, it's not. When when Brown Eller was in town, he and I sat here and watched it um, one day that week. He was here, and I mean it has its moments. But yeah, you know, like Justin said, we were kind of that right age for where it was on. Right, right. HBO I, like every, at least once every seventy two hours. Yeah, and right. you know you look back on it, it's you know <clears throat> it's your summer camp comedy, but it's PG. There's you know there's no, there's right. not really a lot of foul language. There's there's no nudity. It's it wasn't just, until the you know, sequels when it started getting edgier. Getting yeah, getting and and those you know less said the better. Um, yeah. But with 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 that, I mean that was his first you know big feature. I think he had that weird robot movie he was kind of doing with Tom Kenny and the National Lampoon guys before then. 
Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, no, I mean it's it, it's more a nostalgia factor for me why why meatballs is in the top three, but. <laughs> You know, for me, it's always going to be stripes, especially that you know that on that unrated cut with the extra footage and yeah, you know, just like the the I, I tended as you, you know coming up at that age, I tended to model myself on the quick wittedness of both Bill Murray and Chevy Chase in the eighties, just because you know I was babysat by movies and I wanted to be smart asses like those guys, you know. All right, my final answer is. My favorite movie is Twins. Second place, Ghostbusters. Third, Stripes. But they're all very close. So, um, other than that, you know, huge loss to all of us that are fans of Holly of uh, of of film in general. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it was it was odd because I had I had just watched your copy of Afterlife like literally just a few days before and I it was I watched it literally just the day before myself. I actually no no Sunday morning I watched Afterlife before I went to work. And, yeah, uh, and it's and, and it was like wow, it was, it was like he was kind of like just right here, and now he's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he was sitting here with me Sunday morning, and then you know come but, Thursday uh, it was announced. One last note before we move on. I at least he got to be around long enough to just enjoy his son's success, Pat, that passing of the torch and then he got to experience the success of Afterlife. Say yeah, what you say cool. what say what you want. That movie was a, a success overall. Oh. I mean, financially and and throughout, you know, just you know, just critically. So um all right, so Academy Awards fan favorite category. You all hear about this? Mm, nah, it's a new category. Yeah, you can yeah, gonna put it, it's, right? it's on Twitter. You can. It's, it's, they're gonna use. Uh, I believe it's Twitter. Um, they're gonna be uh, just just to vote. You know, like a fan favorite movie. I guess they're. they're I guess they're trying to get more interactive with people. Um. I got to see more before I can really pass judgment on this one. But I, I saw it flash across my news feed. And I just wanted to throw it out there. Didn't know if any of you guys picked up on it. This was announced just yesterday, I believe it was. Yeah, I heard about so. it. I've heard talk before. What was that, Justin? You kind of broke up. I, I've, I've heard talk of it before, but I didn't realize that they actually were going to go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah. I think at first I kind of like just scrolled over it like it was just Banner because I think I've heard something similar like that in, in the past. Or maybe it's just someone suggesting that. But either way, um, no, I guess it's pretty legit. Um, I always felt that's kind of what the MTV Awards did was like it was still they the did. cool they shit had, from that year, but it was they, more they, they, they had a viewer's choice than, award. Than no, they, in, they had a viewer's choice award. Well, true. The, the the network themselves voted on or uh, determined the winners, but then they had the one award that you could vote in. You got to call it in or mail it in because this is the '90s, so those were the options. There was no online, and yeah, it was. And they had it. It was called the Viewers Choice, the MTV Viewers Choice Award. So I can't remember if that was the, the VMAs or the video or the the movie awards. It was one of those two. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of kind of a desperate act for the Academy Awards to to go for you know they they pretend to have some sort of prestige and i think that and i say this with the caveat that i could not care less about the academy awards at this point same but the order i get the more i care less yeah yeah i mean it just always feels like like the same old 
stuffed shirt fuddy duddies voting on uh, the same old merchant ivory shit. What know? one last year? I forgot. Legit forgot. Oh, it was um, No Man Land. Oh, No Man Land. No Man Land. Yeah. That's right. All right. All right. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw this or not. This was kind of, uh, I think I wrote this today just now, earlier. Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, has finally surpassed Avatar domestically. Yeah, saw that. I'm going to be honest. That's going to be for. Ever before I get to see this film, man. I'm gonna be honest. I'm still <laughs> Me too. The, the, I'm still surprised this movie has the legs that it has. It's a fucking Spider-Man movie for Christ's sake. I mean, I get it. Yeah. But then again, I'm like, I mean, it's it's less than a hundred thousand. It's less than a hundred million away from reaching Endgame numbers. Come on, Endgame, a movie that took fucking like twenty years to or ten years to build upon. And I mean, this I movie just comes argue. out, you know, and it's just, it's crazy. It really is to me. It's like, Marvel, you bastards never cease to amaze me. <laughs> I think, like, using that argument, though, that it explains its success. The, the, you know, it took 10 years to do Endgame. But if you look at it a certain way, it took 20 years to do this one because they're going back to the Raimi Spider-Mans with... Um, Toby Maguire, you know what I mean? So it, it, like well, it's not like they knew this was gonna happen role, twenty years ago the, that they were gonna all the lead to they this. They have all the different actors in it. Uh, Spider Man actors in it, I think, is the big draw and why it has such legs. Yeah. I mean, you saw it, right? Is it anything more extraordinary I've seen it. than the other Marvel? Oh, you did? I thought you did. Oh, I have no, I said I have seen it. I did see it. Oh, you have yeah, right. I saw so it open the weekend. Is it like anything more spectacular than any other Marvel movie? Um no, I think the main yeah, appeal was the element of surprise. And but it wasn't the, surprise at that point. Everybody knew going in. I mean, it was definitely the worst kept secret. Um, I yeah. think you know having half of us. Well, I think I'm the only person who's seen it. Right? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be forever, man. What they they announced that whole stars fucking streaming well, thing. I'm figuring, all right, cool, Disney Plus by the spring. Nope, I can wait till 2023. I mean, Sean, I'm sure in October for your birthday, it's still gonna be playing in the theaters. I'll take you. You know. <laughs> um, no, though. So, uh, I do. I feel like it. It's worthy of the the money it's poured in. I'll, I'll answer it this way. I um I I do not see how it's any different than any other Marvel movie I've ever seen before. So take that as you will. Um, I mean I don't know. I, I'm I'm I happy would, for I everyone would. involved. I really am. I'm this. I can honestly say I'm legitimately surprised by this. But I mean, is it worthy? I mean I don't know. I'm not a big comic guy. I I am, but I'm not. So. I don't know. I think, I mean, aside aside from the whole, you know, Fox, Disney, Sony, you know, amalgamation crossover, if you will, um, this is the first post-Endgame Marvel movie that references or is focused on a character that, you know, more people are familiar with. There's like, I don't don't know. I still haven't gotten through the first first 10 minutes of Eternals. You know, I, I was pleasantly surprised by, you know, Feng Shui and the Legend of the. T- I mean, I'm Shang Shang Shang. 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 Shang.
that that actually really surprised me. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. But I had no idea who the fuck this guy was when they announced it, you know, as being like, you know, a phase four type thing. So I think that's part of it, too, is like, you know, fans are a little bit more familiar with Spider-Man than they are with, you know, the Eternals characters, the Celestials, which had only been referenced loosely throughout the previous phases, you know, and, and you know, Sang-Chi, you know. Right. So there's, there's a combination of things there. Now, when Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness drops, that's where these rumors are correct. Like, literally the floodgates open with, you know, Sony and Disney sharing the wealth of the pocketbook. And, like, here's our characters. You can put them in your sandbox and play with them. You know, especially with... And I'm sure we're going to be talking about that during the coming attraction. So I'll We'll see. see um, I don't know. I'm curious to see where this movie finally stops. So... I wouldn't be surprised if it reaches Endgame. I'm not going to lie. I think it's about $82 million away as of this recording. So, if, who knows? I mean, the movie's still... It's only dropping like 15 20% each weekend. It's not dropping... It's still pulling in like at least $10 million each weekend. It's... it's Anything's possible at this point. I don't know. We'll see. And that's another, I think that's the movie's slated to come out in three weeks to home media. So, we'll see. I mean that's 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 one of the other things keeping me from seeing it is that if I do go, there's gonna be fucking people there. You know? I don't like uh, that shit. Like, you know, three of us went and saw Nightmare Alley. I loved it. It was fucking leg room and elbow room, you know. I don't wanna sit I'm I don't wanna sit in a room with a bunch of strangers no more to watch these things. I don't. All right. Sean. Speaking um, of Nightmare Alley, I gave it a second run, gentlemen. I don't know if you have, but um, uh, Corey, have you even seen it yet? Because me, Ed, and Justin went and saw it in the theater. Yeah, I watched Did you it. Get a chance? I watched it. I thought Did it was you watch pretty it? good. I mean, it, I, it I, 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 I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it much better my second time around because it dropped on Max like out of nowhere, and I'm like, babe, check this out. Mandy really liked it, too. Yeah, it's um, on Max and Hulu. Yeah, and and I picked up more literally, you know, from the home viewing than I did theatrically. Number one, I was able to make it look better. Like I can make out a lot more shit, you know, than I could in the theater. So, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, that was that was a good time. Three of us getting out going to the flick, but you know, we all kind of walked away. I I felt like a little underwhelmed by that. Film. Yeah, Ed was really but, underwhelmed. I'll, I'll... Yeah, and swept through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> so underwhelmed, I had to poke him twice in the ribs and make sure he was at least whelmed. Um, but no, that's it. My, my second viewing I had me appreciate it more. So if you guys haven't given it that second run yet, I'd, I'd recommend it when you get a chance. No, I'll, I'll watch it. it was, it's been running on HBO, too. So I, I, would, I would at some point give it another watch. I'm working on it. Yeah, I, I want to like it because I love the first one and I love the book more than any of them. So it's like I really want to like it, you know? Yeah, I think the first one's definitely a lot better. But, uh, the, you know, if you're a fan of movies, which obviously all of us are, you know, you'll enjoy it. It's technically a really good movie. It's just that. Yeah, I remember that. Like, technically, uh, it's very cool. Yeah. It got nominated, didn't it? It's, it's, it's yeah, it got a bunch of picture, right? It got nominated for Best Picture. I know that. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on to coming attractions, where we discuss the newest trailer drops from the week. Coming soon to theaters. 
So this past weekend was obviously the Super Bowl. With the Super Bowl, we have new trailers. So, uh, nope. Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? And that man is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say since the moment pitchers could move, we had skin in the game. It's a bad miracle. They got word for that. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Well, I, I, I figured out what the title stands for. I think we all know what it is by this point. So Not a point showing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's it's. I don't know. Um, I mean, I had kind of like alien vibes by based off that poster drop a few months back because like the clouds and the formation of like you know a saucer or, <laughs> or you know something of that magnitude. But uh, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely. I, I I'm curious. This, uh, so I see the trailer. I've I've thoroughly broke this fucker down and looked into shit and froze space uh, uh, shots and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I did too. You have to. So, feel. yeah. That being said, my only question is, what's the twist? <laughs> okay, what, what what's going on now? So I have a theory. I mean, we see like Kiki Palmer getting sucked up into the sky. We see. I mean, I've got a bunch too. I mean, the fact that he's wearing a fucking um, Scorpion King cruise jacket tells me that the year is at least two thousand two. And a flip um, phone too. He has a flip. Phone. And a flip phone. Yeah, he's got a flip yeah. phone. I forgot to mention that as well. So there's a bunch of stuff in the trailer that, like, you know, sprinkled throughout. If you gotta gotta do it, me and Corey, like dorks like us do, and just freeze frame that shit. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Um. I was kind of surprised at how much they show based off the fact that the movie doesn't come out until fucking July, late July at that. So, um, we'll see, you know, we've still got a ways to go. I mean, I was very entertained by get out. I thought it was, you know, 
some really clever stuff. Um, and then us came around, and I had problems with the with the twist of that. But uh, I don't know. We have an episode on that one coming in April. I'll talk more about it then. But I'm, I, you know, they say three's a charm. You know, <laughs> so let's see. Do you think he's got something against like long titles? Like all his titles are always just going to be like a word or two. Um, I don't know. I think it's Jordan Peele just trying to be Jordan Peele. <laughs> I think he's just trying to do his own thing. You know. Um. All right. Let's. Did anyone else check out the uh, Jurassic World Dominion trailer? I wanted to show them something that wasn't an illusion. Something that was real. Something that we could see and touch. Creation is an act of sheer will. Forever. They find her, we're never going to see her again. We got to protect her. That's our job. Humans and dinosaurs can't coexist. We created an ecological disaster. Ellie Sattler. Alan Grant. You didn't come out all this way just to catch up now, did you? You coming or what? We're racing toward the extinction of our species. We not only lack dominion over nature, we're subordinate to it. Yeah, I uh, I got a, I, I got a kick out of it that you know the gang was all reunited. That was cool, and you see, it's like both generations are there for what appears to be a good chunk of the runtime of uh, yeah. of the film. So it's not like just fan service cameos by you know Sam Neill, um, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum. Well, know, two things. Like One, I really, I just want to say off the bat that I love seeing Goldblum in action. Because <laughs> I was so underwhelmed by that bullshit in the last film where he just came in and spoke over a podium to a bunch of people. And I'm like, 
that was it. Like this whole this only fucking scene is in the trailer for Christ's sake, and that was it. So I'm happy to see him at least in action, and we'll see a, a lot more of him here. And then two, I ha- I don't know about y'all, but I had the biggest smile on my face when I saw the uh, the, the the Sadler and uh, um, Grant uh, Grant reunion. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, I can honestly give two shits about the new cast. I'm all in <laughs> on the old cast. I hated the last movie. I'll be honest. It, it was my least favorite of all the Jurassic Park oh, movies. So I'm it. hoping this one's better. The moment, the moment, I mean, I'll get it out now because I have no intentions of ever covering that goddamn movie on the on the film effect. The moment this shit happened with him rolling around next to the lava, like right next to it, when he's supposed to be paralyzed, or at least tranquilized or whatever, because he had, you know, he got shot with like, darts and shit. I was done. Like, I mentally had checked out and couldn't care less as to what else happened. You know? I was worried. Was just... Like, I knew I was in for some shit when I saw they had the dinosaur acting like a fucking slasher villain in the trailer. <laughs> I was goddamn worried. Yeah. The... Yeah. Now, I, I will give Fallen Kingdom credit where credit's due. The opening scene's great. You cannot deny that. Come on, Corey. The opening yeah. scene for that movie is fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, it has some good stuff in it, but <laughs> it's it, like because the first Jurassic World, uh, I I like that movie. Like, it's a you know, it's not great, but it was fun. So I was it's optimistic. okay. I wasn't mad at it. Yeah, yeah, I was optimistic, and then we saw uh, this the second one in theaters because my brother's like a huge fan of Jurassic Park. Like, you know huge fan so we watched it and i'm just like i almost pulled the you in and fell asleep like it, it was just bad <laughs> like i so i'm hoping yeah, this one's it, better it is bad I, I, is there something i missed like why is there so many dinosaurs like around the world i thought just like a few got out like i, I don't know i guess that must be missing something. i'm sure they know. bred i'm sure i'm sure there's been a time jump and i'm sure that they've you know had time to to breed or whatever at this point I'm sure there's gonna they're gonna say it or explain it through you know a lot of exposition dialogue. So we'll we'll know soon enough. June's gonna be right around the corner. Believe me. There's did you see? I like when I was looking up the trailer for this. I also saw there's some like it's five minute like um, prologue, and it shows. Yeah. Did you see that? I mean, it doesn't really explain. Well, technically, that. technically, there have been two prologues because they they showed one. I want to say last summer, it before the IMAX prints of I think it was Fast Nine or F Nine or whatever the fuck that movie's called, and then they had one that just dropped out of nowhere, like right around Christmas. I want to say it's what it was. Um, and the first one was kind of like, kind of like a prequel. Like the, the prehistoric age, I think it was back, went back to or something like that. But then the the newer one that came out around the holidays was um uh like a drive-in theater. I was kind of getting twister vibes, and then you know there was a, an attack. Yeah. So what I watched today uh, it was the two of those mashed together. It was like one. It was the prehistoric. Oh. And then and then it cut to the the drive-in at the beginning. So okay. Okay. I don't know if that was fan made. Like I didn't pay that much attention, but did you, did you see it on YouTube? Yeah, probably fan made. Right, that right. was the case. Okay, someone probably was played something else, right. and that was the case. Because yeah, there were definitely two. So, um, 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, t- to be honest with you, I mean, there's some cool stuff and there's some other stuff that I'm just like, whatever. Um, like I said, love seeing the old cast. Can't wait. And I, I like the element of snow. I don't know what it is about that, but, you know, it's different for a Jurassic Park movie. So, other than that, like I said, you know, I, I'm not, I could give two shits about Pratt, uh, <laughs> Cunningham's daughter, or, uh, Blue, god damn, fucking blue. <laughs> and my boy, blue. Uh, and finally, Doctor Strange. Every night, I dream the same dream. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I think anybody, I, I think Marvel everybody Madness. on this, Marvel Madness. <laughs> I think everybody on this podcast, everybody listening to this podcast, knows where I fall when it comes to this one. You're not a fan, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Not at fucking Disney all. Plus. Yeah, not at fucking all. No, yeah, I don't have a necklace, a ring, or a poster next to my fucking seat right now. Sean's yeah. gonna be there day one. It's, I am. I am sling. When, when it comes on Disney Plus, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, I might. I might actually Shaking throw pants it, on. Watch it with his fucking robe. There's and my, sl- my sling ring, my eye of Agamotto. You better fucking believe it. It's fucking yeah. No, and and I think I honestly think if if the the rumors that everybody's been kicking around, and let's face it, the potential is there with you know the fact that the multiverse is is officially here now. Um, the Give where, me Cruz as Iron Man, baby. I mean, it's there. There, there's so many opportunities. Obviously, you got the Ian McKellen cameo, you know, in the trailer. 
for Christ's sake. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. My bad. My bad. Um, it's, yeah, so not to mention Raimi behind the helm of what Kevin Feige's calling Marvel's first horror movie. You know, yeah, I, I, I've been sold since well, day one. Let's pause it on that one because originally Scott Dickerson or Derrickson, excuse me, was coming back to do this. And he walked away because he wanted to make a true horror movie. And he, because he walked away for creative differences. And what happened behind the scenes was he was pushing for a legit horror film and shit. But Disney was like, now we're going to kind of bounce it more this way than horror. You know, it it was just, they, they weren't, it was just too much of a difference. You know, he wanted more horror, they wanted less. It's kind of funny now they got a guy who's known for his horror, you know, one of the OGs to come in and do it. And now because if it's his, you know, name stamped on it, oh now Kevin Feige's like, oh yeah, legit horror. It's well, no, I mean, first horror like, movie. Taking taking that taking that in stride. Think about um, um. Oh God, uh, drag me to hell. He was able to, Raimi was able to bring in a truly fucking scary, shocking horror movie, you know, without slapping an R rating on it, which means he can play in that Disney sandbox and still pull it off. Hold on. Without, break, without breaking What was rules. truly scary? Drag, drag Me, me to hell? hell? Drag Me to Did Hell? Did you watch the same <laughs> movie? <laughs> I, I fucking loved it. Mandy jumped up three or four times. I was a little spooked the first time I watched it. Mandy ran in the bedroom at least twice. You know, I I I really dig it. The fact that that what he that that, this that fucking area that what's what's nah. depicted on there was able to come through with a PG. I think a PG thirteen rating. Yeah, it's PG thirteen. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it it, it legitimately brought the you know, it, it the effect worked without having to you know rely on you know the heavy R. I I I was very disappointed when I saw that movie back in '09 and. The reason, and I, I still to this day know why, and can remember why, is because it was just too much schlock. It was too much comedy, too much schlock, and I thought this was supposed to be some groundbreaking new school horror film, and like, it was like 25% So clearly, clearly you had never seen a Sam Raimi <laughs> I was going to say, had you seen Army of That's exactly what his movies are. It, right down to the original Evil Dead's a fucking comedy. Listen, Evil Dead 2 is one of my favorite movies ever, okay? I know what the fuck he does and what he's known for. But they were pushing that movie as a legit horror film. Like, the return to horror and shit like that. And, like, I just found it to be not what they were pushing it as. If Now, had they pushed it one way, then, yeah, I would have liked it more. It also what it comes down to is I haven't watched that fucking movie in thirteen years. So yeah, maybe I would have rewatched. Maybe I maybe I pay, my opinion has changed since you know that summer afternoon when I watched it at your joint from the treasure chest. So you know that's my alibi. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Fuck y'all. Suck a dick. Move <laughs> on. <laughs> um. But yeah, dude, this movie's gonna fucking be cameo heavy. I mean, they've like went back and had like 
whole slab of reshoots. Like, they've ordered, like, an extensive amount of reshoots just to, like, get all these cameos in. So, like, did anyone else pick up when they're the whole, like, in the preview, when they're going through, like, the dimension scene? They're coming out of one that's animated. Yeah. Yeah, because I, uh, like, the, the, the Super Bowl trailer knocked my socks off, and then... Yeah, I always saw the, was, the the one that they dropped at like three a.m. the Sunday morning. Well, so I, well, that, I, I that, that was no, that was no, that was no that they dropped that early. Yeah, but it no, was before I, the uh, game that I saw Doctor Strange's. Yeah, so I I had first seen the um you know the Super Bowl one because we were we were you know my in laws watching the game, and um then a few minutes later I went outside to have a cigarette so I wanted to watch it again and found. You know, it was it had you know extra footage to it. Obviously, it wasn't a thirty second spot, so there's even more in there. Um, yeah, no. So, yeah, and I tried to do what you and Corey did was pause and pick that shit apart, but I just didn't have the the time or the patience. And then I just start getting myself set up for disappointment when it doesn't pan out. Come May, I mean, shit, they pushed it back, right? It was supposed to come out next month. Now it's not coming out till May. It was right? supposed to come out in February. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in fact, I thought for the longest time it was. It wasn't until, like, I think around the holidays, I learned that it wasn't coming out until May. And I'm like, shit. Okay. <laughs> See, you know what I noticed? It was definitely May it or though, February. Like, it gave me a thought, like, there's a scene where they're fighting, like, a giant one-eyed squid in the city at one point, And it's like, remember when the Watchmen movie couldn't figure out how to do the giant squid? And now it's like in every superhero movie, it was in the Suicide Squad. It's going to be in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm right. sure it's going to be in three other movies in the next three or four years. Like they had to rewrite the whole ending of Watchmen because they didn't know how to get it. The, the Zack Snyder version because they didn't know how to get it. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, oh, I know. <laughs> it's like the only thing that they didn't take from the graphic novel everything else from that movie came out yeah, of yeah literally novel. came out. and i actually liked the end they came up with i thought it worked i i was i, I was going to say too. the, the one thing that, that always the ending. one thing that always fell flat with me with the graphic novel was i always felt that you know that you know bait and switch that ozamandeus pulled with this big fake squid in new york city was kind of a cop out to end the story Whereas what they crafted with, you know, him obviously basically framing Dr. Manhattan and yeah. the to, to, to still, you know, accomplish the same right. goal, which is unite the world. You know, it made more sense to me than the graphic novel. I as, ever as much as I've always loved Watchmen, both the movie and the graphic novel. So props to Snyder and Alan Moore. I've always been underwhelmed by the ending. On both formats, so like it's not like they've ever either one's been something amazing. When I watch the movie, I don't, you know, I don't think or read the graphic novel, you know, either or. I don't. The last thing I think about is the ending to that story. So there's a lot more things about that that stick out, you know, before the ending comes. And on the show, they they me. managed to get the squid back in it, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, that that show is so yeah. good. I really enjoyed that show. I guess I'm a little this. No, island. no, I said yeah, no. No, no, no. We, we okay, okay, we, okay. Yeah, we spoke. I just heard silence was, after I said that. Like, oh shit. No, I, I I agree with you. I was I'm a I, I I'm a little disheartened that there's not going to be 
I, I realized it was never meant to be a full-on series. Right. But I kind of, at first, was like, wait a minute, you know, it's kind, it's, it's in the universe, but it's not the graphic novel. Why am I going to bother watching ten episodes of it? And then I was sold. I'm like, okay, I kind of dig this post you know, Watchmen universe, let me see more of it. And now, you know, I don't get to see. See, I kind of give them, I kind of give them props for sticking their guns and not. Well, no, I agree. So I'm like, I'm on the fence with that. Like there's part of me that's like, great, go out on top. But then there's another part of me like, you know what? You got me sold now seeing what's being done with, you know, with this world now that, you know, Manhattan's a known figure and, you know, Ozymandias has been exposed and, you know, and and we see how the world moved on. I wanted a little bit more of that than just you know ten episodes, right? Well, I think the Watchmen's a uh, good thing to uh, end that topic with. Um, all right, guys, got one question for everyone: Who are we canceling this week? Someone just got canceled. Someone just got canceled. Someone just got canceled. I wonder what they did. <laughs> hey, Corey, who are we canceling this week? Who are you canceling this week? Uh, I don't know. I'm not really super mad at anybody, I guess. Um, one thing. Nothing's, nothing's grinding your gears. Nothing's pushing well, your buttons. I'll say one thing. So my PlayStation 4 has been acting up. And uh, that that does annoy me. I got like the launch version. It's old. So I started looking because I want to get a PS5 soon. And like you can't get one unless you like hunt the websites and keep an eye on it. Apparently you can't get one for less than $800. So uh, scalpers are kind of pissing me off a little bit, I guess. It's like where you got to win the lottery. They've got the system that they got a lot of places. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. I mean, I wasn't looking to buy one like today or anything like that, but. Uh, I mean, the thing's been out for what, like a year and a half now, or something like that, or uh, yeah, almost. I yeah. mean, it, I mean, it's it's been that way since launch day. I was still working at, at Best Buy, and people were just like walking. I'm like, dude, you're never gonna be able to just walk in here and pull one off the shelves until that little toddler of yours is in fucking high school. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, I I didn't exactly explain to him. I mean, it was you know a lack of components due to a pandemic and. You know, overhype versus, or you know, unexpected demand versus supply. Uh, you know, and th- th- did I expect it to last this fucking long? I don't, Hell no. I did. Still going yeah. on. I mean, I get that like shit short right now, like with the pandemic. That's not what annoys me. It annoys me is the fucking scalpers because I'm sure probably like oh, yeah. half of the um, consoles that are getting sold are probably just for scalpers. They're gonna flip it for like you know, whatever it is, three to $500, a ridiculous amount. And it's like, I ain't paying that. I don't, if my PS4 breaks tomorrow, it's like, I'm not going to pay that. I'm not going to go like hugely above retail or anything. So I guess I'm going to have to win For the real. fucking lotto yeah. at some point. Yeah. On, I've seen firsthand that on eBay, they roughly go between 850 to a grand for each system. It's pretty ridiculous seeing how like they start at 400. So, yeah, so I fuck mean, it's just supply and demand. Yeah, fuck scalpers. Yeah, fuck scalpers. Exactly. You ain't no friend of mine if you a scalper. So, uh, Justin, do you cancel this week? Uh, I, I was like Corey earlier. They thinking about this. I was like, I'm, I'm, and I'm mad 
90% of the time. So to find a moment when I'm not mad and make this difficult was I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. But the more I thought about it, and I don't like canceling anybody, by the way. I think cancel culture is bullshit. But since we're just like having fun with it. It's kind of a mockery, exactly. Right. You know, I'm against it too. I think it's bullshit myself. Yeah. Leatherface but, you doesn't know. like it. That the face hates it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm canceling BGE because they've raised everybody's gas, uh, gas and electric. I, I'm seeing right. people are paying hundreds of dollars. Like people are like losing their minds because their bill went up. Like, you know, I've heard as much as $500 since, I, and I don't understand that because when I look at my bill, they clearly state they're raising it $5 a month, but like, some people are getting jacked up hundreds. I'm not sure how that's happening, but it's like we hate homeless people in this country, but we make it increasingly harder to just maintain, you know, a home for poor people. So fuck them. They're probably going to cancel me if they ever hear this. And then I'm going <laughs> to Justin, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We lost Justin. Shit. Well, shit. All right, Sean, who's canceled? Um, who are you canceled this week? I, I like the fact that we just have fun with this with this category. So uh, this one, uh, this week it's justified, but I'll probably just cancel him every week. I've been wanting to cancel him for years. But fuck Kanye, man. That guy is just out of his <laughs> Dude, I was mind. so close to putting why, him on but yes, why, I mean, let's why, talk I mean, about why this. Why people just, the guy is clearly, clearly fucking psychotic, and he's off his meds again. And I've never found his music to be anything more than than rudimentary and subpar. It's never it never broke any kind of fucking ground. I haven't enjoyed so a I, Kanye song in over a decade. I haven't enjoyed a Kanye song in over ever. Okay, I could care fucking less. But people want to just bend down and and tickle his fuzzy beanbag because he's supposed to be Jesus the genius. Fuck that. And then he's like. You know, he's taken to social media because his old lady's moved on with her life and he just can't fucking have it. He has these giant crybaby fucking meltdowns. Like, go cry in your pile of fucking money, you twit. You're a fucking idiot. I can't wait for this genius movie to come out because, you know, they denied him. I think the first part came out today. Did it really? I, I want to so. watch it just because. Now, granted, it's supposed to be fair and balanced, but it, but the guy's clearly imbalanced. So this fucking movie's going to show that imbalance. And he, you know, he threw a fit like I want a final cut first before releases. They're like, that's not what you signed, dipshit. It's coming out one whether you like it or not. Donda to be damned. Go lock yourself in another football stadium for a fucking year. Here, you fucking asshole. Here's the thing. Fuck him. Cancel him. I'm going to cancel him this week. I canceled him last week. I'm going to cancel him next week. Well, Fuck wait, him. Wait, here's, cancel here's the fucking thing. him. He's had this whole thing going on with Julia Fox since, like, New Year's. And, you know, it was a legit thing. Like, And then she went as far as to last shit. week, she was on the Call Daddy podcast saying, like, coming out and saying, like, he's my man. Deal with it. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to stop that. That episode drops a day later, not even a day later, motherfuckers like, please, God, bring my family back. And I'm like, kind of making her look pretty fucking stupid right now. And that episode he's is a f- still on the air. He's a fucking idiot wearing that goddamn balaclava hood everywhere he fucking goes. 
<laughs> you know, he went to the fucking Super Bowl with it. I forget. What I love J- Judd Apatow, his fucking dog. Apatow, yeah, Apatow he's live tweeting. He's like, you know, not, we haven't made it to halftime. It and he's like, um, you think, I'm, think I made a mistake wearing this mask? It's too fucking hot. You know, you can't say, what the fuck? Fuck that fucking asshole. Sends that big ass truck of roses to her house. She's like, turn it around, send it back. I'm buying a house across the street. Fuck you, you fucking yeah. idiot. It's, fuck, it's, he's a fucking idiot. It ain't, ain't going to look and good for him in court. That's inevitably going to happen. Uh, no, I mean, uh, it's. I, I get it. There's no such thing as bad press when you're, you know, when you're a celebrity. But fuck, man, I, I don't. I don't think it's a fucking put on. I think the guy is straight, fucking certifiable. Clearly, has no clue how he comes off to ninety-eight percent of the fucking public that's looking at but his general. Here's fucking the thing. Direction. That's the way you, me. You know, even Justin and Corey say it, but the fact is, probably it's more like 48, 52, because there's so many people that are backing this motherfucker up. Like, go look at all over he's Instagram. A, it's all over Instagram, a, dude. People are like, a, yeah, man, do it for your family. Be strong. Go get them. It's like, people are fucking provoking him and, and, and like, bait and, like, and, and, and egging him on and shit. It's like, Guys, you got to stop this shit. This he's, is not helping. He's, he's, I'm going on the fucking record. Uh, he's, he, he's, he's fucking clown shoes. The guy's wow. a no-talent goddamn-ass well, clown. He makes himself more famous by, by throwing fucking temper tantrums and acting like a fucking 40-year-old toddler well, than he does for, for, for releasing Gold Digger or making you wait a year and a half for Donda. Christ, I'm sure that that, that fucking Chinese democracy from Guns N' Roses, everybody waited a decade for probably came look, out better than that look, piece of look, shit. Look, the look, guy look, locked look. himself up in what? Houston Raiders Stadium for like, you know, two uh, months to finish a fucking album? Maybe did, maybe Fuck did. you, you care shit. Look, fucking, I don't care. You're still talking about it. Shut up. Stop. Get him out of here. I'm canceling him next week, too. All right, cool. Duly noted. <laughs> Alright, so this week I'm canceling the fuck out of Benji's driving for their employee policies and bullshit that leak <laughs> yeah, on social crazy. media. Do you guys yeah, see this with, shit? Yeah, what's what's with the no so, Benji shirts at Royal Farms? So, since since I'm talking about a local establishment, here's a little background on this one for everyone, you know, who's not in on the end. So they're the only active drive in theater in the state of Maryland that's been open since the fucking fifties. They've been Featured predominantly in various John Waters movies, including the entire final act of Cecil B. Demented that, that takes place at Benji's Drive-In. So now they're in deep for this list that's leaked, and they've since came out and apologized and, and claimed to do better, but still, it's a little too little too late. And if you're asking me, I was legit infuriated when I saw this fucking thing. Like, so... In case you don't know, they, this this conditions of employee policy list that it's it's part of it's basically their fucking employee handbook leaked. Someone took a snapshot of it and leaked it, and the the most insane shits in highlight that's highlighted. Here's uh, a couple snippets. Um, if you do not come to work because you are sick, or if you have to leave work because you are sick, you must be examined by a licensed medical doctor and provide. And provide us and provide to us written 
verifiable documentation that you are healthy enough to return to work. The business That's is not the fucking law. The business is not that responsible is, for any expense incurred to have this done. However, this business would consider advancing you the funds from your pay to allow you to comply. If an emergency arises concerning yourself or an immediate family member, i.e. sick, death, etc., and you are unable to report to work, documentation of the situation from a verifiable source must be provided, i.e. obituary, police report, etc. You were saying? That's 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 fucking illegal. Oh, I'm aware. You can't do that. I'm aware. You can't do that. Well, how about I this for one? a Fortune 500 company, took a couple of days off and said, I'll, I'll be back with my doctor's note. They're like, you don't fucking need that. We, we can't even ask you for it. Yeah, if you feel better, come back well, to work. Well, how about this one? If you need more time off from your work, if, or if you need time off from your work, you must give 17 days written notice. Uh, yeah, no, no. My favorite is, is like, even though you're not scheduled, don't make any he, fucking plans. Here it is. Like call you. I was, this is next. This is my favorite too. If the employee is scheduled to complete, no, wait. If the employee schedule is completed and you see that you are not scheduled for certain days on the completed schedule, and this next part's in bold, you are still expected to come into work if you are called. If you make plans on days you are not scheduled and you are called into work and cannot come in because you have made plans, you are in violation of the rule. If you want to make plans that are not flexible, request it 17 days ahead of time <laughs> we must be able to reach you by phone on short notice if you are not reachable or are unavailable you have not complied with this policy jesus where's, i mean uh, where's the one where it says that you were uh hang on a second there was one that it's like if you come in when you're a day off with like family, or whatever to see a movie or whatever, because it's that's that's part of your uh, privileges. Then basically you're on call, like on the spot. Yeah, like if like yeah, like if the popcorn guy throws up in the bucket, they come to your car, drag you out in the middle yeah. of the act too, and be Fuck like, "Fuck your um, family." Yeah, go clock in. You got you got to yep. finish serving popcorn until Nightmare Alley's over. And then there's a second. There's another one. Yeah, something about. Royal Royal Farms. Is, I just realized no, that's I, yeah, I, I don't they, have. They yeah, they they can't wear their uniform at a Royal Farms. Now that leads me to believe that somebody got off work and went across the street to the to that Royal well, Farms. Apparently, that stems Probably from got into a, a fight with somebody. That stems from a lawsuit about ten years back when they first. Oh, opened, really? Yeah, I was gonna say where they they sued them for like light something, light pollution. I think it was. And they ended up losing, and they're all bitter about that. That's oh, that's so like like ridiculous. like Benji's was complaining that Royal Farms big ass you know was, parking was lot lights were with their screen. With the screen. Yeah, it was okay. So it's like, more it's yeah. it's it's more of a you know corporate button heads than it is some knucklehead employee getting off work going to get some fried chicken and starting a fight with a customer. Yeah, no, that okay. seems like a personal vendetta by the manager. I, I've always heard that that guy's a flaming fucking asshole anyway. Benji's um, the dick. Of, yeah, what was it? The one there, one, isn't there something other that like outlines their property line and tells them where they could put, you got to park here and jog half a mile up the road 
before you get to get on the property I'm or something. Sure. I, I, I've heard some crazy stories. Like I've seen, I've heard that like apparently if if you've made a U-turn. Uh, like around the area of where like because it's a one way entrance and if you've made a U turn on Eastern Avenue like they 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 block you from coming in or something like that they make you go to the back of the line because the lines there on weekends at sunset to get in the the, the drive in is insane like I've seen backups for like a mile I've seen backups to like fucking Martin's Airport it's it's yeah well I mean I, I used serious to, before. I, I ran a Verizon store around the corner from there. I remember, fortunately, yeah. when I would, yeah, fortunately when I would get off work, I was coming the other way. But sure right, enough, right. we close that store at seven, and I'd be like, "Fuck that shit!" I'd be driving. I would literally, I would go through four lights, and it was nothing but cars on the other side of the road trying to make a right into Benji's. But me personally. You know, I haven't been there in almost 30 years. The last movie I saw there was in 93. I went and saw a double feature, the Super Mario Brothers movie and Life with Mikey. <laughs> Christ, I think the last thing I saw there was... was um, Bob Hoskins uh, and fucking Michael J. Fox. I saw um, Army of Darkness and Untamed Heart. Jesus. Untamed Heart. That was the last film I saw there. Ah, Ben yeah, Heart. <laughs> what? Christian Slater's Bad yeah, okay. Heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just found out about it, apparently. <laughs> I've been there a couple years ago, Benji's. I, it was, I mean, I, I had a good experience. The last time I was there was to see the Flintstones. Experience, but I would never have gone. To- oh, I'm sorry. You cut out, Gore. I didn't mean to talk over you. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say. I've been there fairly recently, like a couple of years ago, but I would have never went if I'd have known they were treated like employees were treated like this. I mean, Jesus, I don't even know how they get people to work. I mean, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, they're, they're not even paying 10 bucks an hour. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, get over yourselves. You're not splitting the human fucking genome. You got teeny boppers ripping tickets in half and, sh- and, and, and filling fountain sodas and shoveling snacks into buckets. You know, you're not that fucking. Important. Yeah, the guy's apparently. I think he's four, like the soup Nazi. Like, if you do anything, like you color outside the lines even a little bit, he just throws you the fuck out, kind of thing. You know. Fuck that. You know what I say? We do. I say we all go there and catch a movie and leave our headlights on just to piss his <laughs> ass off. Well, I told you guys. I tried last year. I tried to take my kids to see Venom, and we get up to the the ticket booth, and they're like, "Oh, it's cash only." You, I'm like, it's "Yeah, yeah, you did. You know? Yeah, you." Yeah, you said it's cash only. Yeah, like what the fuck? They get a fucking uh, exactly. card slot there. Go, go, get a, go get a fucking square reader for 12 bucks yeah, at Best crazy. Buy, for Christ's sakes. I was like, well, I don't have any cash. They go, well, I'll go. You're like, eight Royal Farms across the street. Go to the ATM and come back. I was like, fuck you guys. Uh, and, then, uh, and then, like well, you said, you can't just you turn out of there. Then you got to do the fucking drive of shame throughout the entire fucking... The drive of shame. <laughs> throughout the entire place <laughs> while everybody else is going right. settling for the movie. You're going left like a douchebag, you know? Right, right, right. That's funny. <laughs> uh, that's a good way to end that one. Um, all right, let's move on to the final category of the episode. Weekly Recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? Shit, who wants to go first? Um, I got one. Don't, don't speak up no, at no, once. No, I, I, got, I, I, got, I got one for now. I know you want us to have three, but I got one for now. We'll maybe round robin it or whatever. But uh, um, No, all together. I, if you got three, say them all now. Uh, well, all right, so, um, 
I'm going to say Sidney Lumet's Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. You guys ever yeah, seen that? Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah good flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch yeah. it. I've already said this before. I've never seen it. It's, I mean, it's, you know, nothing stands out about it outside of just being a nice, solid, tight story that keeps you enthralled. And, right. you know, it's, you know, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman, Marissa Tomei, Ethan Hawke, Albert Finney, directed by Sidney Lumet. Yeah, it's, it's a tight quality story. Um, <clears throat> um, and then I watched, actually went and rewatched The Frisco Kid. <laughs> the other I was just thinking <laughs> of that movie the other day for some reason. Were you really? Yeah, I showed it yeah. to me. I showed it to Mandy the other night. I'm like, all right, this is kind of funny, you know. It's and it, it is it's like just it's like Gene Hackman's. I mean, uh, Gene Wilder and Harrison Ford. I think this was Ford. Ford did this what between A New Hope and, and Empire, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, definitely. It was like 78, 79. Yeah, he out. he did it like in between a you know first second Star Wars movie, and. There's the appeal is 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 um, Gene Wilder's character of Avram, the rabbi who's being sent to Old West San Francisco to you know to you know to be the new rabbi in the town. Um, but when when Wilder just like kind of goes because he he does a hell of a Yiddish accent, but then when he starts speaking and you know like half of what he's saying is not even it's like made up. And there's that great scene where he keeps taking the peyote and he's getting all the Indians to dance. <laughs> and he's got them, like, basically playing, um, <clears throat> like, like Yiddish tunes on the tom-toms and shit. I don't know. That, that, it's, it, I, I gave it another run. It's, you know, it's funny. If you got 90 minutes to kill, man, there's worse ways to, worse ways to waste your time. Um, so that's two. I really didn't, I really didn't have a third. That's um, fine. I'll, uh. I, I will. I, I will. I will say uh, this is a newer one, and we already spoke about it beginning of the episode. But Ed, you were right about uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Man, I must have went through three dozen tissues after the first <laughs> yeah. twenty minutes. Just you know, especially that that third act was just like, no spoilers in case no one's like, seen it. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. But I mean, that third act, I was nothing but like happy crying for the last half an hour i felt like it delivered like even mandy's like you know it was way better than i could have ever hoped for you know it delivered oh, me yeah. everything i wanted and more like it gave me what i didn't even know that i wanted right yeah i mean right. it was it's a very heartfelt you know love letter to the fans you know made by those involved with the original you know and it was definitely you know a worthy you know capper you know, to the series. So yeah, that was yeah, afterlife. I'd been looking forward to it, knowing I was gonna enjoy it, but I did not think I was gonna enjoy it that much. And I had a lot of fun with it. I'll probably cry again the next time I watch it. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna start my recommendations. Uh, first one Penelope Spheris's Suburbia. Anybody ever yeah. seen it? Her first movie. Yeah. Good movie, I like it. Yeah, I just yeah, I just picked it up a couple weeks back and watched it, and like, wow, hell yeah! That's 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 that one that's got like Giovanni Ribisi and Nikki Cat and all them in it, right? No, 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 no not that. this is uh the Flea. This is old school, man. Flea's in it. Uh, fucking the band TSOL, Vandals. It's an old school. Okay, because like, there were two different suburbias. It's her first yeah, movie. No, I, all right. Yeah, okay. No, I'd, I'd seen the other Suburbia, the one that was kind of like a, you know, a, you know, a modern Days of Confused kind of ripoff, knowing that there was two of them out on the market. And, yeah. I never saw the punk rock one, though, no. 
Yeah. Um, funny enough, uh, I, I picked up... It wasn't the movie that she did after this, um, although I wish I did have that. It's hard to find, which is a film with uh, Charlie Sheen and... Uh, uh, Fuck yeah, what's his face from uh, Empire Records? Rex Manning, what's his name? Maxwell Caulfield. Oh, yeah, Maxwell Caulfield. Yeah, yeah Boys the Boys Next, Next Door. Door. Yeah, it's, it, you can't find it, so that's, I would love to get my hands on that. But no, um, the movie Dudes with uh, John Cryer and uh, Daniel Roebuck. Yeah. That's, that's next up on my uh, movies of hers to watch. I, I bought that as well. So, But anyway... Um, my next recommendation, I picked it up yesterday, came out in 4K from Scream Factory, The Howling. Watch that. Nice. Uh, just, it's, it, it, it's my favorite werewolf movie. I actually like it over Werewolf in London. Um, it's it's just it's fucking transformation. The, the practical effects work from Rob Boutine is just awesome. Um, it's, it's a Joe Dante movie, so I love seeing Dick Miller in there and that, that humor. I love the blinking you'll miss it cameo from Roger Corman in the phone booth. Just, and of course, Dee Wallace, who we had on the show a couple months ago. Just one of her best performances. It's so good. That movie's just incredible. Uh, so there's that. And then Orange County, which just celebrated its <laughs> 20th anniversary, oddly enough. And I'm just, I cannot believe those words just came out of my mouth. But uh, I saw that it's on uh, YouTube right now for free. And uh, so I, I watched that last week, and damn, I, and I I happened to see, I read later on that same day that Paramount's finally putting out on Blu-ray in uh, April, so I'm sure I'm going to be picking that up, but yeah, I've, I've been a big fan of Orange County, I saw it in theaters, I was one of like 10 people that saw it, but yeah, <laughs> so many great cameos in that movie I think throughout. that was the other, of the, or um, one of the other of the 10, I think we saw it. <laughs> I, I think yeah I think it was me you and my ex and that was probably it um, but yes it's Orange County is so funny just chock full of cameos probably my favorite being Hale Ramis's as the dean who they uh they feed all these pills to <laughs> yeah. who's fucking like starts, he starts like, rolling tripping. they give him like ecstasy <laughs> yeah it's funny as shit he's like uh, he's like uh Whatever his name is, Conex, uh, I forgot his name, but he's like, I think it's like Shane or something. He's like, his name's Sean. Sean. Name's he's Sean. like, Sean. Sean Brumder, that's right. He's like, you were tall. That is neat. <laughs> it's fucking funny as shit. So, but yeah, Orange County for sure. So that's my recommendations this week Suburbia, The Howling, and Orange County. If you guys get a chance, check them out, especially Orange County. It's uh, free on YouTube right now. So, Corey, Justin, which one of you two want to go next? I can go. I'm good. Um, So I just watched uh, uh, a really great movie. It blew me away, actually. It's probably one of my favorite horror movies I've seen in a good while. Uh, The Empty Man. It's on HBO right now. Um, Empty Man. So it got dropped. It's like the last movie or one of the last movies that Fox uh, made before they got bought up. Um. And it uh-huh. literally just got dropped on streaming um, like the middle of last year or end of 2020, something like that. Um, and nobody's heard of it. Right. And I thought it was just like one of those teeny Slenderman type ripoffs. Like I, you know, I, I saw it like on one of the streaming things. I didn't think anything of it. 
But then I saw the runtime on it. The runtime is two hours, 17 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck kind of... Holy shit. The- yeah, look, I got it up right here on like, my what phone. what teen movie, a horror Whoa. movie, is two hours and 17 minutes? Those things are usually lucky if they crack 80 minutes. So I, I was intrigued. Right. So then I started looking into it. And it was actually getting pretty good reviews. So I finally fired it up. And it's awesome. Honestly, I... It, it starts out as like what you might think it is by the title, like a teeny slender man type thing, a, a well done version of that, not a crappy one. Uh, but then in halfway through the movie, right. I won't spoil it, but it takes a uh, hundred eighty degree turn halfway through the movie. And it's just, it's just awesome. Like the uh, it's, it's like a, um, Oh wow. A novice director. It's his first movie, but it's just so ambitious. It just has so many layers to it. I'm going to rewatch it fairly soon just because there's so much stuff uh, in the film. But uh, so I think you've, you've got me sold. I'm going to check it out. Based I think, off the I think all three too. of you guys would love it. I, I it's it. awesome. Like, it's a shame this movie got buried uh, just because Fox got bought off by. I've never yeah, heard Fox of it. Fox got bought off by Disney. I, it's, I, I actually skipped over it just the other night thinking, like what you said, Corey, that it was going to be some, you know, Slender Man type flick. But after what you just said, I've, you know, I literally just yeah, added it, it to the list. It's just, if you like your horror, which obviously I know we all do, with like added subtext and just different layers, uh, you know, I think it's going to be rewatchable for it. And it's just like so much going on in the movie, so many little details, like. I was like, wow, what I'm surprised this movie even got made, to be honest, with a no name director. Like this is the type of thing you would see like a passion project from like, you know, an established genre maker do. But I was I, I loved it. So hmm. as soon as you guys can, I think it's on like Hulu and HBO, it's on a couple of streaming services, but it, it's awesome. Yeah, I just checked it's on yeah, HBO it's worth, Max. Just it's on Max it's and Hulu. Two seventeen. I was a little, I was a little worried, but it's worth the it's worth the time for sure. Um, my other recommendation is one that just came out. Um, it's on HBO as well. Is the new Steven Soderbergh movie uh, Kimmy it was actually very surprising. Uh, pretty good uh, little thrill. I want to check that out. That's actually on my list of things to watch the next yeah, few weeks. It's like a rear window. Uh, um, what is it? Disturbia type uh, thriller, but right, right. And it takes right, place yeah. during the pandemic, uh, and it's. You know, it, yep. it's nothing groundbreaking. It's nothing spectacular. But if you like that type of movie, which I'm a fan of, it's very well done. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is great. Yeah, I watched uh, Chris Duckman's review on it, and he said the same thing, basically. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch it. It's yeah. on my list. So I'll be checking it out. And then uh, my last one, because you said three, I wanted to do a more obscure one. So... Um, it's a 2008 directed by Clark Gregg, aka Agent Coulson. Uh, it's called Choke, and I just recently rewatched it, and it's an odd. I see. You talk. You talking about the the the, the film with with um, Sam Rockwell, with, with Sam Angela Rockwell. Houston, and uh, Kelly McDonald. Yep. It, it's. Yeah, yeah. It's based yeah, on yeah, a the Chuck same Palomar. writer as uh, Fight Club. I think that was like one of the things yep. that. Uh, intrigued me to it and Sam Rockwell because I'm a huge fan um, but it's just an odd quirky movie like it's definitely not for everybody but yeah, I enjoyed it and I just like knowing that Agent Coulson directed it like everybody knows him from the Marvel movies of Agent Coulson but it's his directorial debut so it's just an oddball but it, it's it's worth a watch 
Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen that in years. I remember it being like he's Rockwell's like a sex addict who fakes choking yeah. at restaurants and get out of paying yeah. the bill. No, he like cons people. Like he fakes choking you know? and then like gets money out of it. Right. Like, it's just like such an odd thing. And his mom's in a mental institution. And well, it's, I mean, it's uh, Chuck Palahniuk's an odd guy too, man. You ever read any of his other shit, man? He writes some weird stuff. You know, more more deserves to be but adapted, wanna... in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's, I've been I've been. Tra- where did you where Where did you watch it at? Like, because I've been trying to rewatch that movie for years, it's... and it's just I don't have it in me. Yeah, to just it's, go out and it's buy it. um, not really readily available. I own it. I don't even think there is a Blu-ray release. I have it on DVD. Yeah, I remember renting it. I rented it on DVD, like when it first came out, based on the fact that you know. Polonick's name was attached and it starred Sam Rockwell. Um, I didn't know who Clark Gregg was at that point. Um, and until you said something, I, didn't, I mean, I know he had directed stuff in the past, but I don't know. Yeah, if you ever want to hold it, let me know. I got it on DVD. It's really good. Yeah, man. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd like to show the old lady, man. So, yeah, next next time we get together, bring a witch. I'll, I'll be done with it. All right. Well, that's it for me. All right. And finally, Justin, what do you got for us? Uh, so I watched just uh, what I thought is probably not going to be for everybody. Very interesting documentary um, on Showtime. It's called Sisters with Transistors. And it's about um, women like throughout the 20th century who did electronic music and kind of, in some cases, built the programming for, you know, or helped work on the programming for, for this sort of thing. Um, and, you know, like the old like big consoles with like hundreds of knobs and wires and oscillation screens, like that kind of shit up until like the like 80- your old Roland 808 synthesizer yeah, exactly. and shit like that. Yeah. And like, it, it goes back to like starts in the thirties with Clara Rockmore, this woman who used to play a theremin, but she could play like classical music on it. And it sounded like, you know, like a, a symphony just because the theremin, Rather than just being a noise machine, if if you really know how to play it, you can just do some like just crazy full sounding stuff with it. And this woman was like a maestro at it. And so it started. And there's there's this, this side note, this documentary of, about the guy who created the theremin, which I also recommend. Really interesting movie. Um, but yeah, like you I ever said, played? You ever you ever played around with one of those things? Oh, I used to I used to deep. have one, and all I could do was did make you noise. really? Yeah, all I could do was make noise with it. I I, I tried playing it, and it's like. I just, I, I couldn't do it, but you know, it's fun to fuck around with. Um, another movie I watched recently, um, Julia Louis Dreyfus and James Gandolfini and enough said, um, I'm kind of in a Nicole I've house. I've never house. seen that movie before. I've always I had never saw it, it until but... the other night, uh, you know, with her having partially, you know, co-written the last duel. Um, I saw that that was coming on, so I'm like, "Fuck it," you know. I've always kind of wanted to watch this because I, Julia Louis Dreyfus, might be my favorite actress of all times. Like, I just love her. And oh, um, wow. I would never have guessed that. Yeah, no, like what she did in Seinfeld um, and some other stuff, I think, is just mind blowing. Christmas um, Vacation. Well, she didn't really get much to do. <laughs> Adventures of Old Christine. Um, hot rolling troll. Like Veep, she was really good on Veep. She's really good in this. Like she has moments where, like the stuff she does, I just have never seen another actor do. So that's why, like, I'm I'm so jazzed on her. But it's just a nice, like, quiet movie, like an adult romance. Um, Gandolfini. I think the only time I've ever seen him not play some variation on Tony Soprano. So it was nice to see him, like, just be a real 
um, like a, a not that Tony Soprano wasn't real, but just a different character from that. Just he just felt like a real guy. The movie just feels kind of lived in, you know, low stakes, nothing right. major, but just just an entertaining movie. And then finally, um, rewatched The Sword and the Sorcerer. Have you guys ever seen that one? Sure, Sean has. No, but yeah, I, I have it on pre-order from uh, Scream Factory. They have a 4K coming out in a few weeks. I've got it pre-ordered, so it's a blind buy. I'll be checking it's it a out. Fun, it's a fun movie. I mean, it depends on what your tolerance for, like, cornball 80s stuff is. But, like, it, there's well, enough. I've got a high tolerance when it comes to 80s shit. You're gonna enjoy. It. There's enough blood and guts to like keep it interesting. It's sort of like silly at times. Like Lee Horsley just looks like he's having the best time of his life in the movie. <laughs> right. It, it's a fun movie, or bro. There's enough like a handful of really cool shots that just make that kind of stand out in your mind after you see it. So yeah, if you've never seen it, I, I would recommend checking it out. Right on. Cool. All right then. Uh, well, guys, what you guys think of this? First time, I think we pulled it off. We survived. <laughs> Did it? Next week, I'm canceling us. Bad. I didn't like it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. All right, then. Well, just want to remind people out there that uh, this coming Tuesday, we'll be back with our next episode on the main feed. Talking about Inglorious Bastards, another episode from Tarantino Triple X. We just recorded that the other day with my brother, me and Sean. And uh, that'll be on the uh, main feed again on Tuesday. And also next week, since it's the final Wednesday of the month, it'll be another edition of Water Wednesdays. And uh, we'll be talking about polyester. And I'll be me and Coy doing that one. We'll record that one uh, this coming weekend. Looking forward to that one also. Getting to the uh, more obscure of... Uh, John Waters Most films. Most of films are obscure. So, uh, Let's be real. Well, I know, but this is like, I don't know, you've got films like, you know, your serial mom and your fucking crybaby and your hairspray. And then you've got stuff like this and pink flamingos yeah, and shit like that. Very- so, you know, you know, I, I kind of wanted to mix it up. Do one of those for, you know, kind of a, a heavier film one month and then an easier film the following. I got but, you. you. Know, it was pretty sad. Um, a couple of years ago, we were playing. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Monster Mini Golf. There's one uh, right by my house here in Parkville. Yeah, Towson. Uh, yeah, Parkville. Yeah. yeah so they have one. a big John Waters thing on the wall there because uh, they do like all local stuff uh, for whatever location. They're a national company, right? Um, and there's all this John Waters stuff, and I was like five other adults and none of them had any idea who he was. And I just thought that was very sad. The fact that we're oh. all from Baltimore. Wow. And I had to explain who John Waters is. It's like, Oh man, you're not truly a Baltimorean. If you don't know who John Waters is, I'm sorry. You, you just aren't. So he's a fire taste for some people. Yeah, he, he really is. One of my favorite movie going experiences ever was. Do you guys, that, Sean? I mean, Ed, you probably won't remember this at all, but Sean, did, do you remember the Orpheum Theater that used to be down on Thames Street? Yeah, the, the best movie theater ever. I fucking miss that place. But they did a John Waters double feature one night. It was um, Multiple Maniacs and Pink Flamingos. Oh, nice! And I went down there with our buddy Cole. And it was like around Christmas. So we went and saw multiple maniacs that was over. You had like a half an hour in between movies to kill. So we went to like one of those bars on the corner there and some off, some company was having an office Christmas party. 
And Cole and I just like insinuated ourselves and just got like drinks and food and talked to some people. Like nobody stopped us from doing it. So we got good and loaded and went back and watched Pink Flamingos. <laughs> and I remember like there's there's a scene where they're like in a basement and the guy's jerking off into his own hand. And this couple just gets out, like just stands up in a huff and just <laughs> out of the movie theater. And I just started pissing my pants. Like that's my favorite thing in a movie theater is when somebody gets offended and like huffs out. It's the best thing ever. It was like, it, that was just like the capper on an already fun night. That is funny watching people walk out. <laughs> oh, like, shit. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, well, uh, just to remind everybody, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on there. Where at, Sean? Uh, the Film Effect Podcast. All right. We're also available on Twitter, where you can follow us on there. Corey, where at? At Film Effect Pod. All right. We're on, yeah, we're on TikTok where you can follow us there at Film Effect Podcast. And Justin, I'll leave the easy one for you. Where can people leave us emails? You can do that at the Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this premiere edition of our brand new show. Really appreciate it, guys. Seriously. And uh, can't wait to do it again. So uh, we'll see you all again next week. I'm sure we'll come up with a little witty jingle to to, to take us out. But until then, y'all take care. (laughs) Bye-bye. See you. See you guys. Bye, Felicia. This concludes our broadcast day.